0: Namaskar. Welcome to another episode of Editorial. Why is China being so aggressive against India? In the recent past, we have seen a lot of Indo-Chinese skirmishes. Why is China doing it? That's my topic for tonight. And uh, I have another very short topic that's regarding people who have cheated our banks and ran away. We'll talk about that. That's my topic number two. Let's get right into the show. So why exactly is China so aggressive? Why are they so aggressive against India? Now let me give you some dates and some some skirmishes that India had with China. Starting with 2017, 16th of June 2017, Doklam, we had skirmishes with China. 5th of May in Pangong, Ladakh. Uh, there were skirmishes with China, Nakula, Sikkim, 9th of May, 2020, skirmishes with China, Galwan Valley, uh, Ladakh, 15th of June, 2020, Nakula, Sikkim again. That this was a minor skirmish, 28th of Jan, 2021, and recently, Tawang, Arunachal Pradesh, 9th December, 2022. So we had a series. These are some of them. We had a series of skirmishes with China. So what exactly does China want? Does China want to increase their geographical, It increase their lands, land mass? Or is China like Pakistan fighting for some religious cause or, or some caste cause or whatever? What exactly is China wanting? Uh, and why exactly is China fighting with India? If you want to understand this answer, we need to get a little deeper into what is happening in China. If you actually look at China and you look at The border disputes that China has, China has border disputes with Philippines, China has disputes with Vietnam, China has disputes with Japan, China obviously like I said has disputes with India, China has disputes with Indonesia, China has disputes with Malaysia, China has disputes with South Korea, China has disputes with with Singapore, China has disputes with Australia for crying out loud. Where Australia? Where China? The reason why China has disputes with these countries, including America, is not for land. But the reason they have disputes with these countries are these are the countries that are seen as competitors to China. These are countries that can uproot China's dominance from their their current market situation in the world. These are countries that are capable to produce the way China can. And that's precisely why China constantly is in skirmish with these countries, constantly is in dispute with these countries. Now let us understand why this aggression has become worse. You see, after 2018, 19, 20, 21, the production in China has come down and come down for real. Whatever numbers they may, they may throw at the world, that is something that for China, they can manufacture it overnight. You know, those kind of numbers, they can make it up overnight. So that numbers have no relevance. But the fact is, and people on ground in China will tell you that the production has come down. Also, the workforce in China after COVID has also come down. And because the workforce has come down, the cost of production has gone up. Because all of a sudden, people, professionals, skilled laborers are demanding more wage than what they were getting before. Now, all in all, the biggest strength of China, which is their mass production, that strength has been hit. Their backbone of their economy has been hit. Now, the logic of what I am saying also rests on the fact that China will never go and take panga with Pakistan. China will not bother about Sri Lanka. China is not bothering about Nepal because they are not competing countries. They are not competing with China. They don't harm China economically. They can't harm China economically. And the second fact is that China never goes in for a full-fledged war. They just create skirmishes. Skirmishes are to divert attention. Skirmishes are to create unrest. Skirmishes are to ensure that there is a, there is a danger looming on your head, which diverts your attention from possibly your production, your economy, your your growth, to you know trying to kind of get rid of China from your border. So this is what the proof, this is what this entire analysis is based on. Now the biggest industry in China is the real estate industry and the real estate industry of China is almost collapsing. So the reason of China's aggression should not be seen in their army or their 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 need for more land or or their border disputes or their loc and lac and all of that the need the aggression is purely to ensure that it gives it buys them time Keeps their competitor busy in war and in in skirmishes and in in fighting China in disputes with China and give them time, give them respites to get back to their production facility, get back and, and, and make their production as robust as it was before. That is what China's attempt is. China is targeting its economic competitors. China is targeting its market competitors. China is not targeting its political or, or, or any ideological or any geographical uh, border disputes. That's not what China is after. And that's something that I wanted to share with you tonight. That's my topic number one. Let's get to our topic number two. According to the Ministry of Finance, 50 top defaulters has defrauded Indian banks of 92,000 crores 92,000 crores you know who leads this entire gang of defrauders the leader of this gang is uh, none other than Gitanjali Gems that is uh, Mehul Choksi. he leads this gang with over 7,800 crores of fraud. Some of the other defrauders are people like ERA Infra, which is 5,879 crores. Rai Agro with 4,803 crores. ABG Shipping, 3,708 crores. It's actually ABG Shipyard, my apologies. 3,708 crores. Winsome Diamonds, 2,931 crores. Rotomac Global, 2,893 crores and so on and so forth. Now the government has taken few steps. What the government is trying to do is the government is trying to be a little more stringent. The government is also trying to recover from written off loan which is it has recovered 1 lakh crores from written off accounts. Accounts which are written off and said that they have recovered 1 lakh crore uh, 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 money back. So that's something good that the government has done. Now my question goes back to what I normally ask and always ask. Number one, why is it that big companies get so much loan at, with so much ease? When a, a, a normal working class salaried person can't get a loan for a scooter, he has to wait for, he has to go to 10 different banks and fill 1000 different forms to get a loan for a scooter and if he doesn't pay 1 EMI or 2 EMIs, the 3rd EMI he has got goons in his house. Why is it that it is so difficult for a poor man to get a loan and once he defaults, hell breaks loose? And why is it so easy for rich people to take 1000s of crores and defraud the bank and go away? My question number 1, I asked the same question yesterday. My question number 2, you see bank defraud doesn't happen naturally doesn't happen by saying that bank saying that oops i gave wrong person the loan it normally doesn't happen that way there is somebody or the other within inside the system inside the bank who helps these guys to defraud this is something this pattern has been seen through right from Harshad meta days Right from Harshad Mehta, this pattern has been seen through. Why are we not taking stringent steps to ensure that that person or people who are corrupt, people who help these guys to take money out of the bank, to defraud the bank, why aren't those employees picked up? Why aren't those employees punished? Why aren't they behind bars and made an example of why doesn't that happen? That's my question number two. And my question number three and my last question is, um, you see, an auditor's job is to tell me that, listen, you know what, your company, you know, there is this compliance that is not happening. You know, there is something that is not right here or there is something that is not right there. That is an auditor's job. That is what an auditor does. RBI is the auditor of a bank. Why is RBI never responsible for anything? Whatever RBI just lifts their hand and says, what is and say, fraud. Close the bank. Let the depositor go and run from pillar to post for their money. RBI couldn't care less. So RBI is an organization with a lot of authority but zero responsibility to my mind, to my layman's mind. This is is how I see RBI. Sab hone ke baad, RBI hai. Like, you know, in olden days in Hindi film, police comes no after all the crime, everything happens, then the police comes. Likewise, RBI, everything, all fraud happens, everybody gets battered, everybody's, uh, you know, lost their money, and then RBI comes. Okay, and he has shut the bank down. End of story. This is RBI's role. I wonder uh, what, what exactly does RBI do? So, these are the three questions I wanted to ask regarding this particular topic. and... Um, I hope, I hope India builds a robust system of banking because people will otherwise lose trust on banks. People will lose trust on banks. So as much as you know, we are gunning after people who are defrauding, please also gun after people who help those people to defraud banks. And please also ensure that there is some responsibility, some accountability to the RBI. For all all that is happening in our Indian banks. Till I see you next time. But before I end. Like I always say. Please subscribe to our channel. Because your subscription amount is important for us to pay our salaries. Pay our our dues. Please share our content. Please, Please like our content. Share our content. So that more people can watch us. Subscribe to our YouTube channel if possible. Till I see you next time. Namaskar.